Throughout the next several episodes, I want to show you how to implement background processing and actually several different techniques and how to do so. Now let's say, for example, we have a mailing application where someone registers for a newsletter that gets sent out once a month. And to, impl to implement this, we have a mailing model and a couple different mailing, mailing uh, records. And uh, we could just click Deliver to send a given mailing out to a number of subscribers. And so we just click Deliver. And this will take a while because sending multiple emails can uh, be kind of slow. But whenever you have a slow process or request like this, it's a bad thing because Rails can only process one request at a time. And so while it's processing this request, all the other requests are queuing up and it has to wait until this one's being one's done until it can handle the other ones. So it's usually good to avoid this when all, whenever possible and we can do so by um, using a background process. Now first let's take a look at the code to see exactly what's going on. In our mailings controller we have a deliver action which is what's getting executed when you click the deliver link. And notice that this is just fetching the mailing and calling deliver on it. And um, so if we take a look at that mailing we can see the deliver method. And for simplicity's sake I'm just demonstrating this with a sleep call for 10 seconds. Um, of course you would have all your logic in here of sending the mailings, all the emails. And then we're just updating the delivered at time to the current time. So we want to somehow run this in a background process because this is the part that takes a while to do. And um, there's a variety of ways you can handle background processing. So I'll take a look at several in the next few episodes. But uh, the first one here, I want to show a very simple approach of just using rake. So you don't have to install any external plugins or gems. Uh, you just run a rake command uh, from your Rails application. Now normally when you think of rake tasks, you think of oh, running it from the command line with rake and some kind of task. But you can actually just execute the same rake um, command from your Rails application as well. Let me show you. But first let's just make a new rake task. We can do so in our lib tasks directory and just make a new file here called um, mailer.rake. Okay, and in here we can make a new description saying uh, send a mailing. And task, let's just call it send mailing. And um, actually we want to load our Rails environment in here as well. And to do that, we just have to call environment like that. Now I need to load the environment here to have access to the models. But if your uh, long task doesn't require access to models, then you probably don't need to rail load the Rails environment, which will save on memory and make it start up faster and so on. Now inside this rake task we can basically do the same thing as our controller where we are fetching the mailing and just calling deliver on it because all of the logic will be inside of our model. We can just execute that. Um, now of course we won't have access to the params ID. We need to pass in the mailing ID when we execute the rake task. So we'll just pass it in as an environment variable called mailing ID. And these don't need to be instance variables. I'll just make them normal. And there we go. And now back in our controller, we could just execute this rake task by calling system and then um, call a rake and then send mailing and pass in our mailing ID as the parameter. And then we have to make sure to end it with an ampersand. That way it will actually um, fork the process and um, return directly to our application without having to wait till this process or command is done. 
Oh, and you know what? Let's change this flash message to better represent it. Let's just say um, delivering mailing because it hasn't fully delivered yet. All right, now we can test this out and give it a whirl. Um, let's deliver the second mailing here. And then notice it returned very quickly um, after we clicked the button because it forked the process. Um, so it's now doing the mailing in the background using the rake task. And then after it's done, it should update our mailing model with the delivery um, time. So let's reload here and notice it worked. So now our model has it delivered on time because it finished the mailing in the background. But during that time, it can accept more and more requests because our Rails application isn't being tied up. All right, so this rake task works, um, but there are a few problems with this. But before I get into fixing those, let's work on extracting this out into a more generic method which we can use to always easily execute a rake task. So what if we had a method called call rake? And then we just pass it the name of a task we want to call, send mailing. And then we can maybe even pass options in a more prettier manner, such as mailing ID equals params ID. And then that's all you would need to do to execute a rake task. I'm just going to define this method inside of our application controller so all controllers have access to it. I'll just paste in some code in here um, to get us started. Uh, so this will do just basically the same thing we did before. It just will reformat our options that we pass in to look more like the rake arguments. Then we just call system rake the task's name and all the arguments and then um, the ampersand so that it executes in the background. Um, just a little gotcha here if you are passing strange values into here just watch out to make sure that you escape them before you pass them in. Now as I mentioned there's a few things that we're doing wrong with this um, rake task command. One thing is that we're not passing in our Rails environment so everything will default to development. So if we're running this in production it will run our rake task in development mode and we don't want to do that. So we need to pass in our our uh, same environment that we're running. So we can do that by just simply um, setting a default uh, Rails environment option into here and just defaulting it to um, the current Rails environment. And that way when we execute the arguments it'll be passed in here as the uppercase version of Rails environment. Now another problem here is that uh, we're just referencing the right command directly like this, but this may not work depending on how your system and user variables are set up. So instead, it's always best to reference the full path to the command. In this case, it's at user bin slash rake on this machine. Now, if it varies depending on your current machine, your development machine, and your production machine, you may want to um, move this into some kind of constant or variable so that it can, you can change it depending on your environment. But I'll just leave it directly here for now. And lastly, whenever you're executing commands like this, it's always best to set some kind of output. So you can always um, maybe default to dev null, or we can maybe append it to some kind of log file. Um, so let's say the Rails root path um, followed by log slash rake.log maybe. And that way it'll just append whatever the rake outputs directly into that log file so we can see exactly if it succeeded or not. And we may want to pass um, the trace option in here as well. And I think that's pretty much it. It's looking pretty good here. Now we have a method called 
call rake that we can use to execute a rake task from any controller to uh, quickly do a background process. Oh, and one other thing I forgot to mention is that a rake is also not only good for background tasks such as this case, but also for scheduled tasks if you have a, a cron job or something set up to execute a rake command. Um, that will work pretty well too if you don't want to execute something through a web request every time. Well, as you saw in this episode, Rake is a great way to handle background processes, but it's not really perfect for everything. Uh, there's a lot of cases where you don't want to use it. Um, but what it is ideal for is when you need have a background task which is very infrequent, so you don't call it very often, maybe once a day or once a week or once a month. Like when we're sending out a mailing, we don't do that very often. So this is a good example of when to use Rake as a background task. Um, you don't want to do it often because each time you call it, it spawns a new instance of your Rails application, which takes a lot of time. And that leads me to the second uh, reason uh, to use Rake is that it's better for longer processes because um, because it spawns a new Rails process or instance every time, it that takes a couple seconds. And so if your background process is only a couple seconds, it spends half the time just starting up your Rails application. And lastly, prob but probably most importantly, is that um, only use it where you have strict access or authorization, because you don't want everyone to be able to execute a rate command, um, because then they can keep on triggering or hitting your web application um, and calling that request often, which will spawn a whole bunch of rate tasks and uh, basically take up all your memory on your machine, which definitely won't be fun. So make sure to use it in very strict circumstances, but there are a number of other plugins and tools and alternatives to using background processing, which I'll uh, kind of look into in future episodes. But this is just one technique which you might find helpful. Uh, I'll see you next time. This episode is sponsored in part by Pragmatic Screencasts. They offer high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv. Also sponsored by GitHub. One of the best ways to improve yourself as a programmer is to collaborate with others, share your code, and read other code. In my opinion, GitHub is the best way to do that. Check them out at github.com, sign up there, and share your code.